Monday night, May 6th at the Hyatt Regency in San Francisco. You're invited to join athletes and celebs at the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame Enshrinement Dinner. Be there to celebrate this year's class featuring Olympic swimmer Jenny Thompson, San Jose Earthquakes legend Chris Wondolowski, Niners Super Bowl hero John Taylor, Sharks icon Patrick Marlowe, and the architect of the Giants dynasty, Brian Sabian. Be a part of this star-studded evening benefiting Special Olympics Northern California. To purchase tickets, visit Bayshoff.org. That's B-A-S-H-O-F.org. It's time for the Sharks Morning Skate with all the latest on San Jose Sharks hockey. Here are your hosts, Dan Rusinowski and Drew Remenda. Drew, we've had quite an interesting week as we begin the morning skate today. Very early morning skate because we've got an afternoon game with the Sharks and the Tampa Bay Lightning at SAP Center. I, I thought that there were a lot of similarities between the Vegas game and the Toronto game. The big difference was the Sharks refused to sag. They seemed to learn the lessons when they were challenged. You know you're going to get challenged. And they came together with just an amazing victory against a Toronto team that uh, threw everything they could at the Sharks, including Austin Matthews getting on the board as we predicted. But what a step up by the Sharks and, and Eric Carlson, especially with that amazing goal to end the overtime. It was, it was a terrific goal. I think it was their best performance from start to finish last game. Do you think that they're starting to do a couple of things? Number one, they're starting to feel better and, and feel like they're not fatigued after training camp, Europe, games, East Coast, back again, game after game, more, played more games than anybody in the NHL right now. Do you think, one, they're starting to feel better as far as their body goes and number two mentally figuring out and playing to how the coaches want them to play well i think it's a huge part of it they finally felt normal after a couple yeah. of days back yeah. here after the road trip was over they had a couple of days in their bed and it's not so much the road weariness it's all the crazy time zone changes they've had and you know the the uh, uh, i guess you could say the requirements and the responsibilities you have from representing the league and going to Europe and the emotion of Tomas Hurdle going back to the Czech Republic with Radim Šimek and the first game and not being able to score. And, you know, finally, it, it shouldn't be any coincidence that Timo Meyer got his first goal of the season. I, I, I just yeah. don't think that's a coincidence because it's been building to that point. He did set a record in NHL history. He had the most shots on goal without a goal to start a season since the league started tabulating these statistics. And I'm, I'm sure he's the happiest man in the world that he finally got that great tip of that Logan Couture shot. But I'm back to what you're saying. You know, the coaches are finally starting to get to know each other. The, the players are starting to understand what they're all about. There's been a lot of, I, I guess you could say, disharmony, so to speak. Yeah. Not because it's by design, just because of the nature of where the Sharks were at the start of training camp. And now it feels like it's a little more harmonious. Yeah, I agree with you. They're getting, they've, they've gotten acquainted with each other. They're past the politeness stage. Um, now they're into the, all right, here we go stage. And the last couple of days when we've gone into the dressing room, there's been a different vibe. Now, listen, we're not building, we're not building anything up. It's just what we feel when we walk in. The guys now are sitting around and talking a bit more. They're staying out in the ice a little bit longer at practice with each other. They're having more laughs. There's more smiles. There's more noise. This is a quiet group. I mean, they're not, they're not a very um, boisterous group of guys. They're not all Mario Ferraros. So we've seen now the last few days them starting to talk to each other, um, it, uh, you know, hang out with each other a little bit more, laugh a little bit more. 
we started to see it. Now, I'm not saying it didn't happen before, but now it's we're seeing it. You want an example where everybody saw it, Drew? And yeah. at the end of the Toronto game, when they were sitting there getting ready to announce the three stars, Eric Carlson and Logan Couture are on the bench, and they're having what looked like an intimate moment in the sense yeah. that they were laughing about the game. They were enjoying the fact that they were sitting there together and all of the drama that just happened, and they were proud of each other. And, yeah. and I thought that that was something that, that is just a great sign. The other sign, the other thing from the great sign that I hope now carries over, and against obviously the Tampa Bay Lightning, who, if you want to watch a team play the right way, when people talk about why well, they play the right way, what do you mean? Watch Tampa. So going up against Tampa, whose top guys are world class, elite top guys, championship players, the Sharks' top guys, Sheldon Keith from the from Toronto, said it after the game, which was, hey, their top guys gave us trouble all night. They tilted the ice all night against us. And he gave the Sharks their top guys credit, and the top guys performed. So that has to carry over in today's game against Tampa. I thought that was interesting that he said that because I thought that the Maple Leafs tops guys gave the Sharks all kinds well, of problems all night long. I mean, Austin yeah. Matthews, you had to figure he was going to break out at some point, and I predict it now that he's gotten that one. He had the seven shots on net he's going to start to become very dangerous for opposing teams. Yep. And I'm just glad the Sharks only gave up one to him. But um, still, it's good to hear that sort of a thing if you're if you're following the Sharks because then you're getting an outsider's viewpoint of something that, you know, we're, we're around it every day. The Sharks fans are around it every day, every time they see them play or practice. But when it, when somebody from another organization says that, that, that tells you something. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's... That's what has to happen. It's going to have to happen today against Tampa. Tampa is, I was so impressed with Tampa and how they play the game. And um, last two years in the, the playoffs, I've, I've broken down video. I, I did some coaching exercises with a couple of coaches that, uh, that I know very well. They said, hey, if you want to help yourself as a, as a broadcaster, let's, let's break down some of these games. So throughout the playoffs, you watch Tampa and you watch how Tampa plays. And um, that's how when you hear the Sharks coaches talk about rec you know, recovering, uh, reloading, um, when you talk about neutral zones, when you hear David Quinn talk today about defending the lines, the blue line, the red line, don't give up the lines. Tracking. Tracking, that's how Tampa plays. And the Sharks are going to have to be as good as they were against Toronto, if not better. I think they are. And if you, you, know, you think about the top guys on this team, it starts with Steven Stamkos, who has been there since... He was drafted back in 2008, but then you've got Nikita Kucherov, you've got Braden Point, um, the, and these are just among the forwards. Corey Perry is not a, a top-line player anymore, but he's a valuable part of this club as a role player on the team, and he's changed his career. And then the acquisition from Chicago. I've always liked Brandon Hagel. I thought that yep. was a steal when they picked him up at the deadline last year. Um, Hedman is one of the best defensemen in the game. If not the best, we used to, we used to, we talk about Hedman as the best. Now, Kale McCarr probably has stolen that crown, but as overall D men go, they can do it all. Hedman's right up there. And I find it's, it's going to be really an interesting thing because last game with Toronto, uh, we keep talking about it every time that Logan Couture faces John Tavares. He seems to bring his game up to a higher level because of what's gone on between them competitively yeah. uh, and, and uh, away from hockey for their entire lives, really. Um, I think you've got, I don't want to say it's exactly the same. Certainly it's not. Uh, they have a close friendship, but Eric Carlson and Victor Hedman, I think, want to best each other when they're out there, too. So that, that, that provides something. And you look at this defense for, for this club, they're just so deep. 
Uh, Eric Chernock is one of my favorite defensemen to yep. watch in the NHL because he's big, he's strong, but he's smart. And then Sergachev is another guy that, that makes a big difference in games, and that's only two of the other guys besides Hedman. And then when you get through all that, you've got Andre Vasilyevsky, who I think probably is going to be in goal because Elliott played the last game, although you never know in that situation whatever John Cooper's going to do. But uh, this is a, a, a very scary hockey team. They've got four, five, maybe six of the best players in the world. They are, that's why they've gone to three Stanley Cups. They've got. Well, and Patrick Maroon's been to four Patrick, straight, right? Yeah, Pat, yeah, Patty Maroon's been four straight. And by the way, folks, um, you can't find a better guy than Patty Maroon. He is such a, he is such a lovable, wonderful uh, individual cares about his team, cares about his teammates, funny as you can get out, tough as nails. And one of those guys like Ray Corey Perry, who's a big, big time role player. But overall with Tampa, uh, outstanding coach and uh, a good friend of ours, Rob Zettler, assistant coach on that, uh, on that team, won a Stanley Cup a couple of years ago. Um, it's, uh, it's a very good hockey team, one of the best in the world. And the Sharks are gonna have to be at the top of their game. Like there can't be any gaps in your game. They can't be, I liked what you said, they, they stayed with it yesterday, they toughed it out, they didn't sag. You can't sag against this team or else it's going to be a long afternoon. No, it will be. And, of course, the afternoon tilt also changes the percentage a little bit. I'm glad you mentioned Rob Zettler, by the way, one of our favorites yeah. in history Original of the Sharky. Sharks. Yeah. One, one, of, one of the awesome people in the history of the game and an outstanding hockey mind. Um, looks like Nick Benino is ready to go. I think after the, the skate, they'll pro pronounce him fit to play. That adds a little bit more Stanley Cup-style experience into the Sharks lineup. My guess would be that Gadjevich would be out and then Benino would slot in and play on that line yeah. with Lawrence and LeBanc. And then, uh, you know, we're expecting that James Reimer is going to get the start. And obviously, he's played against this Lightning team before. So it's going to be a really great game. We really appreciate the fact that all of you on the Sharks Audio Network tune in for our morning skate. That's our show for today. You've been listening to the Sharks Morning Skate. Make sure you're listening all season long to the latest Sharks news and information right here on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network.